Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center here. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for another day, Lord. We just bless you. We come before you with a heart of thanksgiving, just acknowledging you in every way. But, Father, as we go forth today, we just ask you to just open our eyes and ears that we might hear what it is that you have for us. As we go forth today, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, this is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, here for our Bible study this evening, May the 24th. The month is almost gone. Uh, on last week, we were talking about testimony. We were talking about the importance of testimony. And as we get started, I have a testimony. This is a clip that I want to play. It's from uh, Facebook, but it's a clip of a young lady giving her testimony. And I'm going to uh, start with this testimony, and I'm hoping that the um, the sound is loud enough for you to hear it. So let's listen to this testimony, and then I'm going to go on from there. This is a young lady from Singapore. Uh, she's testifying about, giving a testimony about her healing. Uh, she had, but anyway, let me not tell you too much. Let me just let her speak. So it's already rolling, so let's go to the testimony. It's covered at the Tumors were all over my bone, my spine, neck, my rib cage, and pelvic bones. Uh, in fact, there were so many tumors in the bones that the oncologist said that he couldn't count the number of tumors in my bones. He told me then, in March, it was incurable, and it's the final stage. In fact, the tumors had eaten up the spine, some of the vertebrae, and it has become hollow. And I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't lie down. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat with my right hand. I couldn't move. Even going to do the daily necessities in the bathroom, in the restroom was so tough. And uh, movement was so restricted. And uh, the oncologist told me then that uh, he intended to do radiation on me to kill the pain first, to sustain me, and then to start chemo immediately. But then what happened was, back in December 2011, three months before the diagnosis, I actually heard about this conference called Kingdom Invasion uh, in Singapore through my eldest brother, John, who resides in Singapore. So I registered then in December, not knowing what will happen to me down the road. And uh, when the PET scan report was out, it was three days before the conference. And uh, I told the oncologist, I'm not going to start treatment. Uh, in fact, in 2010, I was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer. It gave me very aggressive chemotherapy, and the whole thing came back within a year on my bones. So I told him this round. I said, I don't have the peace to do chemo somehow. I just want to go down to Singapore because I've registered myself for prayer. And he was stunned. He said, he said, how are you going to go down to Singapore with this condition? You can hardly move. I told him, I don't know. I, I said, I literally don't. I just, I, I couldn't talk properly. I was breathless because I was holding on to the pain. He gave me painkiller to kill the pain. I told him, he said, I said, I just know that I needed to go down to Singapore. Oh. And he said, I don't know. It has to be your own decision. I have nothing to do with it. 
but I'm gonna. But I, this is what I need to tell you. That you don't have much time left. So I asked him, tell me how much time do I have? He said, I can't tell you. Three months, six months. Bottom line is you don't have much time left. So I told him, okay. I take responsibility over my own decision. I'm going. So somehow the flight down was a miracle. I prayed really hard. My husband prayed really hard. My brother prayed really hard. I said, I'm not sure how I'm going to fly down because this moment was killing. It was like, it was like all the tissues were torn in my body and, and there's a sharp knife that cuts all over my body. It was that excruciating pain. So I said, God, you've got to help me. You've got to help me. I knew something was going to happen when I go down to the conference. I don't know Pastor Bill Johnson at all. I don't know any of the key speakers at all. I don't know anybody there. I just heard from my eldest brother, John, who resides in Singapore, that this conference is really good. And miracles happen. That's all. That's all. So I just go by faith. And God was so good. You know, when the plane landed, I was praying in tongues. I said, God, help me, help me, help me. And, and then the pain landed, boom, 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 boom. There was no pain. I thought I would feel. But then, but then when, the pain, when the pain stopped, and I thought, oh, the pain was there. But the Lord helped me when the plane landed. There was no pain I could, you know, go through that, that flight. And when, when I was in the conference, what I told the Lord, I said, God, you got to heal me. There is no other way out. Matthew 4 says, Jesus went around in the province, in the villages, and he healed all of these Jesus. Oh, you say, God, oh, mine is included. I say, God, mine is included. I don't know how you're going to heal me, but I know you must heal me, and you can heal me. And I tell you, God was so good. I was walking this way in the conference. There were so many people, eight to 9,000 people. My husband and my brother, they were like bodyguards. They were like guarding me, you know, because anyone who knocks me is like killing. And I was praying. I said, God, I cannot go back to Malaysia this way because if I'm going back this way, going back for my own funeral, that's it. Because the doctor says nothing can be done anymore. And then I was praying. Day one, nothing happened yet. But I was still in faith, hoping. Day two, suddenly, after Pastor Bill Johnson preached that night, somehow he said, Tonight, I'm going to pray for bones. When he mentioned bones, I was excited. I said, God, it has to be my night. It has to be my night. And then Pastor Bill Johnson started to operate in word of knowledge. He started to call out, you know, sicknesses, different kinds of bone diseases. I was paying attention. I was holding on to the pain and waiting for it. I said, God, you have to be specific. So that I know, so that I know, it's me, you're going to heal me. It has to be specific. Suddenly, after one sickness after another, the pastor Bill Johnson called out. Suddenly he said, someone here has got tumors in your bones. When I heard that, my spirit lifted up, my heart came alive. Amen. 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 I said, God, that's me. So I stood up. I lift up my left hand. I couldn't lift up my right hand because it was so painful. But because Pastor Bill Johnson said, 
and uh, and then he, he was pretty skeptical, and then and somehow he, he said, he said, I know where you are getting to. I have no comments about that. You know, just be aware if the pain comes back, you know, just take back. I said, okay, but I believe the pain is gone. But somehow I said, my bones were very tight. I couldn't explain. I said, the bones were tight, but it wasn't the excruciating pain. Because of that, I told him, I'm able to drive to the hospital myself. Because I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything else already. I was like paralyzed. In fact, the doctor warned me that, you know, uh, of getting into paralysis because of the bone. Now, thereafter, that day itself, I did a blood test. Uh, actually, the blood marker searched. We couldn't explain. That's why the doctor was also skeptical. Two months after that, two months after that, I started to feel that the tightness starts to ease. Breathlessness starts to reduce. And I went back to the oncologist again, my same oncologist. I said, hi, doctor. <laughs> Look at me. I feel much better now. He said, really? He said, okay, we will do a blood test and see what happens. And the blood test report came out. The blood report, everything was normal. Should I go for a PET scan, you know, to 
somehow scan through my phones all over again. And this is what this oncologist told me. And I find that it was really a good word because it settles, you know, what I should be focusing on. She said this, real medical oncologist from the medical uh, science, this is what she said. She said, you have walked a different path. You are walking on water. Your faith, you know, because of faith in Jesus Christ, you have been healed. Why do you bother measuring yourself to scan? Because you are walking on water. How deep is the water? Doesn't matter anymore. Whether it's 10 meters, it's 5 meters, it doesn't matter anymore. testimony um, that was in a service, and I just wanted to play that because on last week when we were talking about the a testimony being prophetic, and in this particular service, there's a gentleman by the name of Bill Johnson. He got on the West Coast in uh, California, but uh, it was at one of his services, and we talked about the prophetic, and we talked about healing, and we talked about the testimony. Well, at Gary Faith Christian Center, we are really moving in that direction of the prophetic. And during his message, as he began to minister to the people, then he began to move into prophetic and he began to call out sicknesses and diseases. And this is a young lady that was there in that service and he called out her condition. And when he called out her condition, what testimony will do, what a word of knowledge will do is, it sparks your faith. It raises your elevate. It elevates your faith to a level where you can begin to believe. Because just think about it. She had uh, bone cancer. She had uh, these things in her bones, and he specifically called that condition out. And she received that word from him. In other words, she accepted. It's just like somebody handing you a book, and you reach your hand out and grab that book. She took her faith and she reached out and she grabbed that word that he had put out, saying that someone here with this bone situation need to be, uh, God wants to hear them and she receives it and what she's doing right now, what we just listened to is her testimony and her testimony in and of itself is prophetic that means that if someone else has a condition or any condition for that matter as she began to expound and share that word or share that testimony then it builds the faith of the listener who may have a condition. And what they will begin to do is say, well, if God did it for her, this is right now. This is news that's hot off the press. This is somebody standing right in front of me whom God has touched their life and, and, and worked a miracle in their life and brought total healing to them. This is a, a, an eyewitness, a, a witness that, witness this healing in her own body. And if God will do it for that person, God will do it for me. And what happens is, as you listen to the prophetic word like that, then your faith is built and you can reach out and receive your healing. This is where the power of God begins to operate in our lives corporately, where the power is there. The Holy Spirit is already there in that environment. That's why when you go to church and you're in a certain environment doing praise and worship, the presence of the God is there. The Holy Spirit is there moving amongst the people corporately. And as 
testimonies go forth or as the service goes forth, then the power, the presence of God is already there to heal. It's already there to deliver. It's already there to uh, set free. And when we talk about hope in the presence of God or practice in the presence of God and understanding when God is there. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit does live in us individually, but it also can rest up on us in the sense that, okay, it's in me for my good, but it rests upon me for your good. Therefore, if God gives me a word or God gives me something to say to you about what's going on or pray for you, then I can take the Holy Spirit that's resting upon me and use it to, for your benefit. And use it for your benefit. <clears throat> That's what happened when Peter and John was going into the temple. There's a story in, the, in Acts where Peter and John is getting ready to go into the temple. And the man was sitting at the gate asking for alms. The Bible says that he was paralyzed from birth. This man had never, ever walked. He had never, ever walked. And Peter and John, as they had been so many times before, in corporate settings where the Holy Spirit rested upon them. They had been in situations where they prayed before God and, and the presence of God was just resting upon them. And they began to pass by this man and he was asking them for money. And what did they say? They said, oh, young man, silver and gold, we ain't got no money right now. But such as we have for the presence of God that's resting upon us, such as we have, we give to you. And they reached out to him and said, get up and walk. And the man immediately got up and received strength in his legs, and he began to walk. This is the supernatural. This is what God wants to do today. Even as we begin to continue to go and stay in the Word and stay in the presence of God and begin to read and, and absorb all of the stories of the Bible, whereby we see that the disciples and Jesus went about healing everyone, the Bible says that Jesus went about and he healed everyone that came to him. Jesus didn't turn anyone away. And there are so many times that we have opportunities to pray for people and we just whizzle back, we just weasel out, we just don't go through with it. But I want us to understand that as we begin to practice the presence of God and begin to yield to that little voice that speaks to us, that still small voice that say, well, why don't you pray for this person? Or why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? As we begin to obey the Lord, as we begin to do what he says, as we begin to take risks in public, as we begin to say, well, I know that I'm sweating my boots. I know that I'm sweating boots. I know that I'm nervous or whatever God asked me to do this. So let me go and do what God asked me to do. Be wise in how you do it. Go ask the person, well, you know, uh, I, I just sense that might be something going on in your life that you might need some help with. Uh, is there something I can pray with you about? Or God said to me that you have this condition in your life. Do you mind if we pray about it? Because God wants to heal you. God loves you. And if you begin to step out faith and begin to take risks in public and go forth, I believe that the body of Christ will begin to see more signs and wonders and miracles simply because. Jesus told us to go heal the sick. In Matthew 10 and 1, Jesus gave the disciples the authority to go out. He empowered them to go out amongst the community. He said, look, you go out and you heal the sick and you pray for people, you get them healed. Jesus gave them that power and authority. 
just like he gave it to them. When he left, going back, he said, you go to the upper room and ask me. You go to the upper room and you wait until you receive power. You wait until you endure with power, that dunamis power. You will receive power from on high. And that power would be for you to do all of the things that you saw me do. I am, have already given you the authority, but now I am going to give you the power that goes with that authority. And what you will do is you will go throughout Jerusalem, throughout Judea, through all, all of the world, and you will begin to demonstrate that power. In the Bible, it says that the gospel is not complete until it is preached and demonstrated. And what Jesus wants us to do is to begin to step out and give that word of knowledge or just give that word or just tell someone that God loves them and he wants to heal them, he wants to be active in their life. And then whatever condition they have, Jesus said that I came to destroy the works of the devil. Let me suggest to you that the works of the devil would be what? All sickness and diseases, they are of the devil. Even if we participate, even if it's something that we've done to hurt ourselves, all the sickness and disease is of the devil. And when we come with the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, and that Holy Spirit resting upon us for your benefit, as you begin to practice that and understand what we have. See, what we do is this. We go out and we say things to people. Let me use writing checks for an example. You know, somebody might have a need. You say, well, I got a hundred dollars. I can give you that. It helps you get through. And, and not understanding that God has got a million dollars in your bank account. Rather than you writing a check for a hundred dollars, why don't you just write a check for a thousand dollars? In other words, instead of you praying this little teeny any prayer, why don't you pray a bold prayer? Why don't you pray a prayer that, yes, God, I command this man, I command this body to get up out of this wheelchair. I command it to get up right now and walk. I command strength in the knees and the legs and all the joints. I command that strength to come back. I kill and cancel all pain. Pray bold prayers, bold prayers. Write big checks. Why? Big checks because the power and authority that God has given us is big. It is mighty. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is all the power that we will ever need. That is the same power that Jesus got up out of the grave with. And if he got up out of the grave with that same Holy Spirit in us, then there is no limit as to what we can do. So our mentality has to be taken from writing those small checks and doing these little things about, well, I can do this and know that you can do all things through Christ. You can write a big check. You can pray a bold prayer. You can speak into the life. You can command a mountain to be cast into the sea. Why? Because I have the power and I have the authority. And not only that, in our lives, sometimes, when, you know, we have the power and authority to do things. Well, it's easy to do things sometimes when the power is flowing, when you are in a service, in a church, and the Holy Spirit is just moving, and everybody's just all up and arms, and the power is there. All you have to do is just to tap into that power and just flow within that power. That's like jumping in the river and just going with the current. Just jumping the room, just going with the current. But also, we have authority. We have the authority. Authority means that where there is no power being demonstrated, and that we have the authority, we can call down the fire of God out of our lives. That Holy Spirit, we can just dial it up and just command it from there. Why? Because we have the authority. 
So we can flow in power and we can flow in authority or we can flow in both. And that's what the disciples did. You know, when they were together, they went and preached. And people knew that Peter, you know, he preached the gospel and he went to and forth praying for people. And they even knew that, well, even if you get within the shadow of this man, you can hear it. Even within the shadow. So what they would do is they would line up along his roots of his dark, wherever he was going, knowing that if he just passed out, his shadow would just heal them. That is because Peter had the presence of God resting up on him. And as we build our relationship with the Lord and spend time in his presence and spend time like Jesus did, you notice in the Bible, when the Bible says in many instances where Jesus just stole away and he went away to spend time with the Father, what he did was he spent time in prayer. When we begin to take it upon ourselves to cut out some time in our lives, go get on our knees, get in the presence of the Lord, meet with the Father, Allow our relationship with the Father to grow so that when the Father speaks or the Father just thinks some things, they'll just be right there with us and we can begin to demonstrate the will of the Father in the earth. Can demonstrate the will of the Father in the earth. The Bible talks about the fact that the earth grows for the church, the body of Christ, we as individuals to take our rightful place. And every time we see sickness and disease, that is the groaning of the, of, of the earth, of the world, that's saying, come and see about me. Come and rescue me. Come and deliver me. Come and pull me out of this deformed body. Come and command this body to be manifested and made whole so that I can be normal like everyone else. We have the power and authority to do it. So as we spend time with the Lord, spend time in his word, then as the Holy Ghost gives us the uh, um, power and knowledge, the prophetic means or whatever, or the little seal, small voice that God begins to say, look, go do this, go do that, he can give us assignments, and we can with confidence walk out those assignments each and every day. Why? Because that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to expand his kingdom. Expand his kingdom. Therefore, look, get everybody in your house healed, and then get your neighbor healed, and then get your co-worker healed, and then get people in the community, on the edge of the community healed. Everywhere where your foot would tread and you see the working of the devil, it is your responsibility to take care of it. Jesus said, I came to destroy the work of the devil, and when we see the work of the devil in play, it's our job, it's our duty to take care of it. And sometimes we're doing everything but. We talk a good talk. We have a good debate about what the word says. But now it is time to move beyond the Bible study. It is time to move beyond the intellectual conversation. It is now time to move beyond the chat room. It's now time to move beyond all of the talk and the chatter. It's time to move into action. No more talk. Time to move into action. Time to deliver the good. It's time for us to stand up and be counted. We are that light. It is time for us to take this light into the darkness and dispel it. Where light appears, darkness has to leave. It has no other choice. And that's God's desire for us. When we look at the disciples, when we look at Jesus as he moves about, 
the presence of God, the Holy Spirit resting upon him. If I could only touch the hem of his garment, that's all that was needed. Master, you don't have to go to my house. Just speak the word. That's faith talk. That's faith saying that I've heard enough. I've seen enough. I know authority when I see it. Just speak the word and my servant will be made whole. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus saw people responding that way. And he said, and Jesus marveled at their faith. Jesus made a statement like that. I have not seen such so great a faith. Why? Because people heard about the goodness of Jesus. They saw and they heard the testimony. Jesus holding the prayer meeting or Bible study in the man's house. These people heard about it. They couldn't get in, so they went up on the roof and cut a hole in the roof and let the paralyzed man stand down in front of Jesus in the house. Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith. Thou sins be forgiven thee. Get up. And the man got up and picked up his bed and walked out the front door. Can you imagine being paralyzed from your neck down? He lowered you down in front of Jesus and he said, Thou sins be forgiven you. Get up, pick up your bed and walk. The man get up off the pad, the mat, the bed that they had him on. Pick it up and walk out the door. And walk out the door. That's what the word of God says. That's true. It's just not some fairy tale. That's what happened. He picked up his bed as he walked out the door with his bed under his arm or on his head, however he carried it. It's the power of God. It's the will of God. The Bible says it's supposed to go into all the world. It's supposed to go and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. That's what it says. That's our duty. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Gave us the power and authority to do so. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. And every time there's someone who experiences a miracle or sign and wonder, then we want to say, okay, let's hear it. Give your testimony. Tell us what God did for you. And when God began to speak, or when the person began to speak, it starts all over. It starts to cycle over. It starts to cycle over. Healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Why? Because that's who God is. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's what Jesus did. He healed everyone that he came in contact with that would allow him to. That's what he did. And that's what he's commanding us to do. That's what the world needs to see now. They need to see the demonstration of power. You know, we talk about all the millennials and we talk about how to reach people and how to how to uh, uh, evangelize and do this and do that. Other. Let me tell you something. If we just began to just pray for those people and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do, the people will begin to respond because they need what the Holy Ghost is there to provide. They need what the Holy Ghost is there to provide. So, Father, we just thank you for your word today. 
We just bless you. Father, we just pray that you just begin to open up our eyes and, and strengthen us in our wisdom and understanding about who we are. That, that we begin to understand that what we have and what we carry can write a check with any number of zeros. Why? Because it is there, because you are endless in your ability. You are endless in your power. And, Lord, that we get the revelation of who we really are and what we are really capable of. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for every listener, oh God. Anyone with the condition, oh God, that is not of you, Lord, any infirmity, we pray for it right now. We just say, body be healed in the name of Jesus. May the fire of God just burn out everything that's not like God. May the enemy be destroyed in your life, in your physical body. May he be cast out. Any evil spirit, we cast it out right now. We say, be made whole in the name of Jesus. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. So that is it for today. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, saying good evening to everybody. And again, on Sundays, 9.30 a.m., 4857 Glendale Road, that's a little storefront in Bowie, 20720. Hey, come and just worship with us. Amen. So this is Pastor Ted Payton signing out, saying good night, everybody. And until next Wednesday, same time. Be blessed. Amen. Be blessed. Good night, everybody.